I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Are you ready for the news with a side of bell pepper? Seriously, what the f*** are you doing? It's time for Trend Lightly. No, God, please, no, no! With America's sweetheart. With America's sweetheart. Oh my God! The Queen the of Glendale. Glendale. Who are you? The Irish American Tornado. Surprise, motherfucker. Molly McAleer. Molly McAleer. Welcome back to Trend Lightly. This is going to be the last episode of the year. We're not going to be covering, I guess, topical stories so much because this is our last episode of the year. We're recording this before Christmas. So, Tiffany, how you doing, babe? I've got the Christmas lurgy. I feel a little unwell, but you know what? I think it's all right. I think I'm going to be fine. Okay, back up on that. What is the Christmas? The Christmas what? The lurgy. Is that like like the lethargy? <laughs> the sickness, yeah, the Christmas sickness. Okay, okay, I like that. Yeah, I know, babe. I feel so bad. I know, and you have you are cat sitting. I am. It's troubling times over there. Listen, I'll say this before we even get into it. There's no bigger favor that like you can really ask of someone than watching your cats. 
or anything. <laughs> like I with wags, like there was like one friend, Christina, that I trusted with wags because it's not just about like, you know, can you keep them alive with <laughs> some of these pets it's a lifestyle and wags was definitely a lifestyle so i would only like board him or have my best friend watch them and i am like so nervous about the day that i have to leave this house and have someone watch these kitties how old are your cats well blue is allegedly like 13 he's gonna be 13 on january 1st which i don't know what that really means and like I don't know, vet years or like adoption center years. Like, I mean, the kid spent most of his life on the goddamn streets, you know? And by that, I mean in a rescue. Pigeon is about, she was eight months when I got her. I just had, so she, yeah, Pigeon's like one and a half. So she's a true baby. And you have, the cats that you're watching look sprightly. They look very young. Yes, they're very young. They're very, very young. I don't know how young exactly. They're they're of an age where they're they're not like very tiny kittens where all they do is sleep and they're not quite cats, but they're in this like they're definitely in the kitten phase. So we're getting a lot of good sleep, but there are periods of civil unrest <laughs> that have been happening, <laughs> which is I wasn't really fully prepared. I have to say it was the curtains for me. It was like when the cat started climbing the curtains, I was like, I think I'm in over my head. I think I'm in too deep. That's what it was with Pigeon for me. It was exactly the curtains. And they were like, you know, sort of like a summer curtain from Urban Mm -hmm. Outfitters. So like they were like, you know, somewhat disposable, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. These are just Ikea. So I'm good with it. I'm just scared. They're like a head. They look heavy. That's what I was thinking when I saw your drapes I was like they look heavy these cats are clearly climbers pigeons the same way she climbs to nowhere all the time Mm -hmm. I'll just see herself throw herself against the wall but like you know I felt very deceived about the life of kittens when I got pigeon because I was told that they sleep you know 18 hours a day or something yep that was my assumption but they're in a new space. I mean, I didn't like I've never really heard of a situation where someone brings the cats to you. Well, I was going to go I was going to go there, but I suppose I'd, I'd kind of have to move in for a few days. And it's not close enough where I could just kind of wander over. And I think cuz they're smaller they need to be fed like little and often. Mm-hmm. So it would have been a situation where I would have either have had to move in or they could move in with me. And I was like, well, well, they might as well just move in with me, right? Like, that's fine. Like, how hard can it be? <laughs> and, then, and one of their cat mothers uh, um, had brought over with all of the cat stuff and the cats themselves a, like, delicious hamper filled with, like, lovely chocolate and, like, good salsa and, like, wine. And I was like, oh, my God, you didn't have to do that. Like, I get the cats. Like, this is the greatest day ever. And and they were like, really? I don't know. I don't know about that. It's. I know. Now now it's going to be like, and you better bring that salsa and that wine when you drop them off (laughs) next time. What are their names? Um, So – the little there's a beautiful little girl who looks like a Disney cat. Her name is Kimchi, and the little boy who's the white cat is called Chai. But I'm listen. I'm just putting this out there. I think that 
Chai's name might be better if it was changed to Mochi. So it could be Kimchi and Mochi. Like that seems, I don't know, could be the way. So I'm trying it. I'm trying it with him to see if it sticks. And they'll be like, sorry, guys, to change the cat's name. <laughs> he really likes it. He really likes it. I mean, I think cats have like a legal name. I think all pets have like a legal name. And His then they have name. the names that you call them. Like yeah. wagon stuff. I always called him Wags or one of a million other different names. But I mean, his name was Paul J. Wagonstuff, Esquire. So like, you know, you always give the proper name and then there's like a pigeon. I call her Jeannie a lot. So like, you know, it's like that's her name. Maybe I'll just start lying to people, you know? Well, I love how they evolved here because like my dog's official name is uh, Hadley Bear, but that's her full name but no one calls her Hadley she's called Bear in the park but I like to call her I mean it's she's all kinds now but I really enjoy Stinky Pete especially when she's been outside and she smells mm-hmm. Stinky Pete like and then it's like Pedro <laughs> El Patron you know it just evolves yeah it's the most fun it's the most fun I'm glad you're having some time with some cats but I'm yeah. sure you know, it's making you at the very least super appreciate the time you spend with your dog. It does. It does. Because my dog, while she does obviously need to be walked several times a day, she's elderly and she just wants to be quiet. And I can't wait to see her. I really do appreciate her so much. You're going back home to your mom's for Christmas? I am. I am. I'm like... I'm excited to see my mother, but my mother, like many mothers, is um, being very meticulous about every single detail of me coming home because it's like her favorite thing is me coming home for Christmas. So I get like, I get daily updates about like what the situation is with like the cold meats that are being ordered. And I'm like, mom, it's just the two of us. Like, it's fine. Like, we'll be fine. And she's like, well, I went and I filled the freezer and I'll tell you what I've got. Hang on. Let me go now. And I'm like, I don't need to know but I appreciate that there's food there. (laughs) I believe you. This is like, it sounds like the like American father version Mm -hmm. of like going through the Costco, everything they got at Costco. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I can imagine it's quite a similar vibe. Very similar. I mean, I don't have a dad, but that's what I've heard. So listen, we have two, we're going to read some fanfics. We also ordered some cameos for you guys. For us, but for you guys, allegedly. (laughs) And we're going to play those as well as like little special treats. Maybe we'll play one halfway through and then end with another. But we have two fanfics, one of which I, I saw mentioned in the comments of some TikTok. Another one Tiffany found. And I mean, it's my favorite genre. It came from Wattpad, which from my understanding from the fanfic people that I've met since I started being open about wanting to read Logan Paul fanfic all the time, told me that archive of their own is like the juicier one typically. But this is like classic Wattpad that you found. Yeah. And I'm super interested in this. Do The Tony the Tiger one has a little bit more history, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what it's from like 2018, isn't it? Originally, it is, and but it's based off of. And I just saw this in like the description on Archive of Our Own. By the way, I want to give a shout out to Gotti underscore Rights. We have to always remember to credit our writers here, especially after Bad Art Friend. 
But <laughs> apparently this Tony the Tiger and the Grinch fanfic was inspired by a Tumblr post. Oh. But okay. So the original the original Tumblr post is available on Reddit. And I guess this is the basis. This is the origin story. So someone writes, every time I listen to You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, I can't help but sit there and think, what did the Grinch do to hurt you? Because <laughs> dude just stands there for two minutes and 80, 58 seconds and drags the Grinch into the dirt. And so then another person writes, he stole Christmas, Kayla. Stop with your hashtag not all Grinches propaganda. <laughs> and then Kayla writes back and says, you know what? If someone told me I was a three-decker sauerkraut and Tolstoy sandwich with arsenic sauce, I'd probably be bitter enough to steal Christmas too. <laughs> and then this other person writes, interestingly though, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas is narrated by Boris Karloff. The big musical number is sung by the late Thurl Ravenscroft, an American voice actor better known as the voice of Tony the Tiger. My headcanon is that the Grinch and Tony the Tiger had a bad breakup, and you're the mean one, Mr. Grinch, is the resulting breakup song. And then someone writes, did this really have to be the first thing I see when I open Tumblr? And yes. And then we start to get some, I guess, illustrations someone did. And it's uh, clearly Tony the Tiger's paws. I was going to call them hands, but they're paws. Yeah, they're paws. Holding a picture of the Grinch, and he says... Mr. Oh, it says you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And then he rips the paper in half. And I'm wondering who is drawing this? Someone very talented. They're like good. It's like actually good. <laughs> There's a level of detail here that's uh that's pretty decent. And then the Grinch, he's holding a Polaroid of him in Tony the Tiger. And the first slide says your, and then we see great. And the Grinch is crying. And then so someone says, I've been avoiding reblogging this, honestly, but just what the fuck? What the fuck, Tumblr? I apologize to all my followers for this. I, if I had to read this, you do too. I have a hate-hate relationship with this, blah, blah, blah. So then someone goes, you're not bothered? I'm not only not bothered, I'm freaking invested. I'm having an actual empathetic sadness for the Grinch. I want them to go into couples counseling. I want the 10 years later when Tony visits Whoville on business and meets the reformed Grinch whose heart has grown three times its usual size. I want them to reminisce over a shared dinner of roast beef and wine, then spend a drunken night together, then realize that maybe things are different and people really do change. I want a three-act story where there's a long, dark night of the soul searching and, and the realization that maybe we've all got a little bit of bad banana with greasy black peel inside of us. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we can't make a damn fine banana bread if someone will give us a chance. So yeah. So then this, yeah, this carries over into, you know, the fanfic. Do you want to start reading? I, I can start. We're going to start with chapter one. We'll start at the beginning. Oh, I'll just also say really quickly, I'm a child. I have not read these. I have, I have, I am like reactive like a child. So I, if I'm, I swear to God, you know, if I'm going like, ew, or whatever, which I'm definitely going to compulsively do, I'm, I'm sure at some point during this episode, just know that it's not fake. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really do. This is why my friends think I'm like asexual. Okay. 
<laughs> I wish as well that I wasn't a little bit sick because I would have really wanted to put on my best audible voice to give this the true reverence that it deserves. But maybe the huskiness will add an extra dimension. I don't know. Yeah, for especially for the Grinch, you know. Especially for the Grinch. Okay. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> yeah. So we're how are we gonna do this? Are we just let's just read chapter one and let the rest go to the audience can chase the rest? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that might be the best way of doing it. I mean, who knows? This could start something. This could spark something within a whole new genre of people. Genre of people. Subset. Yeah, I think genre of people is right. <laughs> yeah. I say stuff like that. I think that's perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. So should we, shall I just do a bit and then hand off and then we can back and forth it? Absolutely. Okay. Every Who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated the noise and the mess and the waste. The Grinch regarded it all with no small distaste. The Grinch liked the peace and the quiet of being alone. The Grinch much preferred being all on their own. And that's our beautiful opening poem. The journey to Mount Crumpet required a flight, a boat ride, a drive, wishing upon a star, two hours of snowboarding through the rudest kinds of snow, and finally a gruelling uphill hike. Tony found it all rather nostalgic. He arrived a week after receiving the Grinch's letter. Reaching the summit, he was greeted by the strangest of sights. The Grinch was wearing some sort of military coat with tassels and buttons, on top of what appeared to be a kilt. <laughs> but maybe it was just a tablecloth. <laughs> this wasn't unusual for the Grinch, who enjoyed costumes and generally behaving however the hell they pleased. Oh, I, I love we're going, are we going non-binary? Non-binary? Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> okay. Come through, Miss Grinch. Sorry, I'm Grinch. <laughs> well, actually also come through Gotti underscore rights. Yes. You know, this is, I got a shout out to the author, you know, this is a, a great choice. Yes, absolutely. What was unusual was the small assortment of tiny Who children lining up in front of the Grinch, none of whom looked particularly terrified. Attention, howled the Grinch as the children straightened up. They were all holding misshapen piles of things, gangly watsits and assortamajigs. Then the Grinch lifted a baton, which was actually a repurposed coat hanger, and Tony realised with horror that the thingamawats were instruments which the children somehow intended to play. He got his paws over his ears just in time. I'm going to pick up Because cats are more sensitive to noise, you know? <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> that's, that's good. Good detail. Or he could have like, I mean, this isn't like classic misophonia. That's for me, it shows up as small noises, but maybe we'll find out more. Maybe Tony has some auditory processing issues. <laughs> yes, this story may be very, very progressive, given that the Grinch may be non-binary and Tony may be autistic maybe there might be some sort of ableist of non-ableist tale here that's happening like maybe this is a this is a very progressive piece yeah or it, at the very least this is definitely attention to species yes absolutely if tony is not neurodivergent then he is a cat at least absolutely did you want me to pick up yes why not 
Okay, the thing about Who's, Tony knew from experience, was that they were not musically talented. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> he just doesn't like He them. just doesn't like their music. <laughs> okay, this is definitely the joy of not reading this in advance. <laughs> Unfortunately, they were absolutely musically inclined. That is to say that they very much enjoyed making noise and they were not discriminating about it. Tony had spent many a night by the Grinch's suspicious-smelling fireplace, drinking suspicious-tasting hot chocolate, trying to enjoy what would have been an otherwise peaceful evening, if not for the utter pandemonium of whistles and shrieks seeping through the cave walls. It was the Whoville Christmas marching band, the Grinch explained, with a very dead look in his eyes. They practice once a week, all year round. But in December... Oh, in December, they practice every night for hours. Sounds like hell. I know. That does seem like at this point, I'm like, yeah, you have to move. (laughs) You got to get the hell out of Whoville. I wonder if the Grinch can survive out of Whoville, though. Right. Because you would think he would have gotten out of there by now. Yeah. While Tony had sort of understood why the Grinch wanted to destroy everything that Whoville stood for after that, sort of, because the thing about the acoustics of Whoville geography, well, they were very good, which to the occupants of Mount Crumpet right next door was very, very bad. That was years ago now, but people who have witnessed the horrors of war never truly forget. Tony wrapped his paws around his ears and ducked out of sheer instinct. Ducking wouldn't actually help, but it made him feel better. (laughs) Okay. Where's the sex? (laughs) It's that's such like a sweet sentence in a way, but like so random. (laughs) I can't decide if this is like great writing or not. And the children started playing. It was it was not actually like any sound Tony had heard before. It was sort of like glass tinkling. Actually, Tony thought, looking at one of the little Who girls with her enormous Who hairstyle, it probably was glass. She seemed to be blowing into a glass jar woven through with lots and lots of glass tubes from which dangled odd bits of shards and metal. It was rather pretty. The sound was much more gentle than anything Tony would have expected the Who's to produce. Not particularly musical, perhaps, but light and interesting. Tony, who remembered the long nights of whistles and bells and trumpets and drums, decided it was quite an improvement. Yes, he'd take it. Uh, Do you want to pick up here? (laughs) The Grinch was conducting wildly this whole time, strutting around and waving their arms. They had two coat hangers now, in a tempo that wildly mismatched the actual music. They looked overall very bossy and very pleased with themselves. Bravo, the Grinch cried with a voice like old nails. Do you think that was old nails? Did I nail it? I think you got it. (laughs) They strutted back and forth as they spoke, like a teacher pleased with the class. Remarkable, excellent job, truly astounding. The flair, the performance, la art dramatique. I've outdone myself, truly. Then the Grinch turned sharply to the children. As for you, they waggled a waggly green finger. The children inexplicably giggled. The Grinch sniffed, long and hard, sounding like a very alarmed cat. Adequate, I suppose. The children bizarrely giggled again. The Grinch was about to go on, presumably to explain to the children exactly how adequate and marginally passable the suitably lacklustre they were 
when Tony let out a small sneeze, which because Tony was a tiger, wasn't actually small at all, of course. A small a number of grazing birds leapt away in alarm, which Tony thought was a bit much. As the Grinch turned and caught sight of Tony, their face curled into a wonderful, awful, terrible smile. A tiny, treacherous voice in Tony's head said, It's good to be home. Oh, <laughs> heating up. <laughs> but I, I, we're about to get into a bit about the fireplace, and I, I just want to say I did find it a little bit of an odd note that the Grinch's fireplace was described as suspicious. I did as well. and But then when you get to the reason why, this makes sense. Okay. Uh, because apparently the Grinch's fireplace always smelled strangely of sulfur. <laughs> Which, why? Why would that? And the flames were green for no reason Tony could discern. Is he, who is he burning? What is he burning? <laughs> I thought the smell of sulfur was the smell of the devil. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. A little bit of an occult situation going on here. Yeah, I don't. Now I'm afraid to assume after that Tony thing. Did you want me to pick up or? Yeah, crack on. Okay. The Grinch had ushered him indoors immediately out of the cold. This was mostly, Tony suspected, because the Grinch never missed a chance to be bossy. Sit there, the Grinch had warned sternly, and drink this. I have to go attend to those munchkin hooligans. Then they handed Tony a mug of something warm and suspicious and disappeared into the cliffs. Tony sat. What? (laughs) Is he going to roofie him? I think that's what they're saying. I feel like the Grinch has been like roofying him for years. Oh, God. Maybe he was poisoning him. Okay. And like Toucan Sam is like in the in the fireplace (laughs) sorry sorry carry on i wouldn't be surprised if the grinch was just like ted bundying like serial mascots (laughs) yeah or jeffrey dahmering is the case maybe yeah jeffrey dahmer for sure (laughs) drugging them yes absolutely so tony sat on the squishy rocking chair by the fire, it was covered in a slight layer of grime, like everything the Grinch owned, and poked a finger experimentally into his drink. <laughs> it was the color of chocolate, or possibly dirt. Something in it wiggled. The wind was howling lightly through the door. The wind on Mount Crumpet has always always howls lightly, except for when it's howling ferociously. Tony could hear the Grinch ordering the little Who marching band about, helping them pack up their strange instruments and beating them in a weirdly affectionate way to be on time tomorrow. Oh, berating them. I thought <laughs> I thought that said beating them. Oh, wow. Berating them in a weirdly affectionate way to be on time tomorrow, please. Cindy Lou, you are a vexation and a harridan. Never once thought otherwise. Three o'clock sharp, please. I'll use your noggins or I'll use your noggins for soup bowls. (laughs) The children seem to find this funny. Now, this is what we're, this is the mystery is why are the kids all laughing at them? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tony was just about convinced he'd stepped into an alternative alternate dimension and was considering upturning his mug of hot dirt into a rather depressed looking ficus and since when did the Grinch own a ficus well quite when the Grinch themselves came bursting into the room they lounged on the doorframe for a moment grinning broadly with crooked yellow teeth 
Well, the Grinch drawled, pleased as anything. Would you look at what the cat who dragged, would you look at the cat who dragged in? That's so, so hard to say. Tony, baby, you're an absolute mess. <laughs> you, look, <laughs> you look like you've been <laughs> Tony, baby, you're an absolute mess. Is we have to put that on a t-shirt. I was thinking exactly the same. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever read. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god, gosh. that got me good. You look like you've been stampeded upon by a herd of Hortons. Tony smiled despite himself. I've been here two minutes, and you're already telling me how bad I look. That's got to be a record. Nah, the Grinch said, bounding down onto a nearby sofa. It had exposed springs and a ridiculous amount of stuffing, and bounced enthusiastically while the Grinch got seated. I didn't say bad, I said messy, disheveled, bedraggled, a bit slapdash. Oh, if that's all. Tony didn't know why he was smiling so widely. It felt weirdly good to be back. Now what is going on with you and terrorizing a bunch of neighborhood children? And since when do they deliver themselves to your doorstep? I'll hand off because I, I think you need some of this, Mills. <laughs> okay. I, said the Grinch, sounding very disappointed about it, have not been terrorizing anyone. <laughs> this is like... Like, who wrote this? Like a 65-year-old gay man? Like, all evidence points other to otherwise, but like, it's just... I, said the Grinch, sounding very disappointed about it, have not been terrorizing anyone. That's what I mean. Since when do you not terrorize children? No, wait. Since when do you make children giggle? The Grinch sniffed, affronted. I do not control what children giggle at. Believe me, I've tried. They're a bunch of hooligans. They don't experience terror, and they're too young to experience apathy. All that leaves, apparently, is an overwhelming curiosity about the world. Oh, and an unshakable youthful conviction in the goodness of others, yada yada, which is an exhausting attitude, obviously, and vaguely offensive to those of us who pride ourselves on instilling terror in our surroundings. They sounded aggravated on their own behalf. Clearly, Tony deadpanned, completely lost. Yes, the Grinch sniffed again. Anyway, these kids are too much for me. If I can't even terrify small children, it was time to retire, clearly. Clearly, said Tony, still lost. But of course, retirement leaves so many hours in the day. I'm a creative person, being entity. <laughs> you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. It was a pedantic argument whether the Grinch was or wasn't a person. Tony thought it was mostly a stupid argument. (laughs) The important thing he always thought was that the Grinch was an inventive genius and a bit of a maniac and an astounding drama queen. And they made Tony laugh on days when he thought he'd never laugh again. (laughs) The point being, said the Grinch, waggling their eyebrows, I get bored, deeply bored, existentially bored. I can't stand being bored. And now that I'm retired, I thought community service would help. Community service? (laughs) Yes, the Grinch said patiently as if talking to a drooling hospital patient or harmlessly demented person. That's what retired people do. This is an elderly person who's written this. (laughs) I can't. Tony didn't point out that the Grinch had never had a job in their life because he was still stuck on the part about community service. He couldn't decide which part was more at odds with the Grinch. The community or the service bit? <laughs> it's bizarre, Tony said honestly. Hmm, that's said the, the Grinch. <laughs> Shut up and drink your tea. Tea? Tony honestly hadn't guessed. In fact, he didn't think it was likely at all. This, he said, pointing to the mug in his paw. This is tea. Well, a type of tea. Grinchy. Well, it comes from the ground. Tony leaned over and carefully tipped the muddy substance into the potted ficus. The Grinch chuckled, sounding pleased. Okay, this is you have to make up here. (laughs) Okay, okay. The Grinch had made a lot of changes, in fact, since Tony was last here. Their cave, always bursting with half-finished, half-crazed inventions, was a little more clean than Tony had ever seen it, a little more empty. And the Grinch had retired, apparently, from terrorizing Whoville, which Tony had always assumed would be a lifelong passion. That was the strangest bit. There were other bits, too. The way the Grinch was a bit less, well, Grinchy, a bit less of a grouch, a tad less of a grumbler and a grouser. Tony found it all very strange. 
Part of it, of course, was that the Grinch was back in touch with their adoptive mothers. <laughs> mothers. <laughs> <laughs> by lesbians i know this is why this is why all the kids on tiktok are trying to end privatized adoption (laughs) (laughs) this is this they might have read this and been like you know what it's all starting to click (laughs) the grinch had said as much in their letter but now tony got a fuller picture a story about reunion, a reconciliation, a bizarre Christmas heist, not in that order, and the way these two wild old biddies were getting on in their years and could use someone big and strong and green around the house. (laughs) It was sweet, honestly, if not a little bizarre, that the Grinch was returning to Whoville after all these years to look after Nana Clarnella and Nana Rose. But how, Tony asked, still absorbing this information, aren't we all, Tony? Does reuniting with your mums translate into you volunteering for the Christmas marching band? He felt like he had missed something. Agreed. (laughs) Oh, moaned the Grinch, don't say that word. I can't stand the C word. (laughs) Thank goodness some things don't change. This is bizarre, Tony said, poor held over his eyes, but at least you still hate the C word. I've evolved, the Grinch said, not had a complete personality transplant. Honestly, honestly, (laughs) Tony imitated. (laughs) The Grinch pinched Tony right on the top of his tail. Tony yanked it back, wincing. It didn't do to let one's tail wander like that, not around the Grinch. Like, I need to know the stats on, I need to know the ASL on the person who wrote this. Like, I, who is this person who wrote this? Because I have this, you know, unshakable feeling that this person is maybe like 23, you know, (laughs) but like, I mean, this also could have been written by an incredibly online teenager and it's just... I don't know. It's uh, there's so m- I do have to say, honestly, just from a writing perspective, I appreciate the the way that the layers have been written in here. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. Absolutely. The who's and I, the Grinch said carefully, have struck something of an accord over the years. Tony snorted. Tony considered himself fairly easygoing, even if he sometimes cared a little too much about being well liked. But even he couldn't stand the Who's. They were a cult of inbred extroverts, as far as he could tell. (laughs) Emphasis on the cult-like tendencies and the extroversion. Any excuse to celebrate and make noise. Christmas was the worst, but Tony had made the mistakes of visiting one year for Easter. And well... And then in the little parenthetical here, it says, as for the inbreeding, it was hard to tell in a town where everyone had the same surname. Tony had grown up in a Catholic family, an enormously Italian Catholic family. Even he thought someone should stage some sort of intervention. Tony the Tiger is an Italian-American Catholic. You know he's like a Staten Island. (laughs) I'm dying. Okay. They're really not that bad, said the Grinch hesitantly, like they didn't quite believe it themselves. Tony snorted again. He'd never really forgiven the Who's for turning the Grinch into some sort of, well, 
movie villain outcast, even if the Grinch had leaned into it with an almost alarming amount of relish. As long, Tony said carefully, as they don't make you wear a wig, you've got to draw a line at a Whoville-style wig. Tony, the Grinch said, grinning, but still smart enough not to open up that old can of worms. It was one of the first arguments they had, back when they met nearly a decade ago and discovered how much fun it was to argue with each other. The Who's had a tendency toward astonishingly earnest, humongous hairstyles, at least a foot high, even without the added bells and whistles, which sometimes included actual literal bells and whistles. Tony was convinced that they were all, that they all wore elaborate wigs while the Grinch swore they didn't. Tony had his doubts. Who on earth would actually go through all that effort first thing in the morning? Hair extensions, then, Tony would argue, or clip-ins, toupees. I refuse to believe those things are real. There are wooden frames, the Grinch would say conversationally. <laughs> which some who's keep in their bedroom so that they can sort of prop their necks up and sleep upright to keep their hair in the right place, you know? What a bizarre detail. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's beautifully written, honestly. At this point, Max ran into the room, woofing in a friendly manner. She was an old dog now and didn't leap on Tony. Max is a girl in this. Oh. I mean, is Max a girl in the movie? I don't recall, actually. Uh, she was an old dog now and didn't leap on Tony, but she did waggle up to him and lick his hand politely. There she is, growled Tony. Please. Hello, old girl. Don't you look good? He scratched behind her ears, which she seemed to enjoy. Then another dog ran into the room. And another. You, Tony said to the Grinch, you've got three dogs now. It was hard to keep the excitement out of his voice. For a tiger... Tony was inordinately fond of dogs, a fact the Grinch never failed to tease him for. I know I've got three dogs. All right, ladies, introduce yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs just looked at the Grinch, wagging their tails patiently. I have to do everything. Well, Tony, you know our Maxie, and in addition, in the new additions are Gus, the Grinch pointed at the squat one with the funny eyes, and Yodelehihu. Gesundheit. Tony, Tony said loyally, but I call them Yoo-Hoo for short. I'm beginning to think the Who's have rubbed off on you. Don't you dare. Do you want to start pick up here? <laughs> so fucking much. Tony got onto his hands and knees so he could pet multiple dogs at once. Three dogs was, he decided, quite an improvement on one dog. The Grinch seemed to have made quite a lot of improvements. Gus, the Grinch said smugly, is short for Augustus. Tony look a took a closer look at the smallest dog, a short, squat little bulldog who drooled agreeably. Upon closer examination, his eyes pointed in two different directions like they were having a disagreement. Isn't Augustus the mayor? Ex-mayor, said the Grinch, still very <laughs> smug. He lost his re-election campaign. My grammar school sweetheart is running the city now. Did I ever tell you about my grammar school sweetheart? I didn't know you ever went to grammar school, Tony said honestly. Well, I did. It was awful. Our dear ex-mayor used to bully me over my beard. The Grinch paused, stroking their green whiskers thoughtfully. He must have been quite jealous. I'm sure that's it, Tony agreed. <laughs> mm -hmm. The Grinch hummed, still stroking their beard smugly. So your grade school bully, but bully has lost an election and you've named a confused bulldog after him. That's rude. The name is entirely a coincidence. And Gus here isn't confused. He's... The Grinch hesitated, finally at a loss for words. 
He's just unhurried, is all. Sure, Tony said. Gus was in the process of chasing his own tail, but kept changing his mind about which direction to take. Unhurried, sedate, leisurely paced, you might say. Oh, hush, said the Grinch, examining their non-existent fingernails. <laughs> they didn't bite their nails. They just had no fingernail beds. Their fingers were long and green and had at least one extra joint each. They were also quite furry, despite being sharp enough to cut glass. Tony found this fascinating. As reassuring that it is that you can still be petty when you set your mind to it, I have to wonder how on earth you, of all people, got to be put in charge of a of a marching band. Hmm. Isn't yeah, it obvious? He couldn't say the C word. <laughs> he couldn't say the C word. <laughs> Isn't it obvious? The Grinch smirked. I volunteered. And then the Grinch swept out of the room to go and change for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch was a bit of a snob about changing for dinner. They always wore a fresh bathrobe. Okay. I'm going to take a sip of my wine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think you need it. Uh, yeah. I have to say, this is really paying off for me. I'm loving this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, this is really honestly, in my mind, we started with some fan fiction. And even on the Patreon, we had like our dry runs for what Trend Lightly would maybe look or sound like. Those are on the Patreon. My obsession was that, that we would figure out a way to read fan fiction on this show somehow every week so this christmas special is really my christmas gift to me yes yes dinner was well tony wasn't sure about what dinner was when it came to the grinch's cooking it was generally best not to pay too much attention to the details some knowledge is best left unknown there was greens at least which tony suspected had come off a local shrubbery and then there were some oddly shaped objects that looked like roots, which were roasted and actually smelled quite edible. Tony focused on that and not the plate of gravel and <laughs> broken glass. At least none of it was wiggling. Tony learned several incredible things over dinner. The first was that Grinch was involved in all sorts of Whoville activities, which, okay, after the marching band thing was a little bit less of a shock, but still. The Grinch was still a community organizer, basically. The Grinch. It had started as a part of an effort to clean up Mount Crumpet, which the Who's had been polluting for generations. And now that the Grinch mentioned it, Tony didn't know how he'd failed to notice the sheer lack of stench. Mount Crumpet was famous for its stench. It was basically a solid physical thing, or at least it felt like one, when slapping you in the face. And now, well, the stench certainly wasn't gone, but Tony could almost taste his food over it. Not that tasting food improved the overall dining experience, but still. The Grinch, as they told it, had sort of built the Who's into a community cleanup <laughs> and had gone on to invent several contraptions that officially broke down Whoville garbage just to keep Mount Crumpet clean, of course, just for their own personal satisfaction. From there, it was fairly simple to convert the detritus and what is that? Detritus. Detritus into mm -hmm. mulch. How do you know that word, detritus? Because it's one of my favorite words. <laughs> is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really satisfying. I've like, never just heard everywhere. Detritus. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard that word in my life. The gr see, this is why reading so important. The Grinch <laughs> said mulch the way some people say like say words like erotic or moist. 
mulch and clean energy, apparently, because what else was it going to be used for? The Grinch hated waste. And that was how the Grinch found themselves accidentally operating a makeshift recycling plant turned nuclear power plant and supplying all of Whoville with sustainable energy. It's not a nuclear power plant. It just uses fission. That's nuclear energy, Grinchy. That's literally what nuclear power is. You're being dramatic. Which certainly explained why the Who's might be taking pains to keep the Grinch involved in the community. What was more interesting was the fact that the Grinch seemed to be playing along. This was this was a being who had previously become an actual literal mountaintop hermit just to get away from their hometown. Things had certainly changed while Tony was gone. Previously, he would have assumed that the Grinch gaining such a huge amount of power, huh, over Whoville society would inevitably lead them to running amok as a sort of Monopoly Man villain, complete with hat and monocle. The Grinch never did miss a chance to dress up. But that was before the Grinch had accidentally, and with the utmost reluctance, as they told it, made friends with a few of the locals and reunited with old family and became an involuntary mentor to a few of the Who children. The whole thing was practically saccharine. And of course, your girlfriend's the mayor now. Hush, you. Will you pick up here so I can, like, clean my glasses? Of course. That was also a particularly difficult little section there. That Thank was you. It both had no punctuation and too much punctuation all at once. And new words for me. Brand new words. The Grinch was mischievous, but they had never been malicious. And Tony had noticed that they were ha- always happier when they had a project. And now that they had one, well, mostly the Grinch just wanted to get on with life in peace and quiet, and the company of a few well-chosen friends. And if that meant improving the world along the way, well, that was no one else's beeswax. And the Who's. The Who's were, well, (laughs) the Who's meant well, or some of them did. They were just very misguided, and a bit selfish, and consumer-driven, and noise-polluting, and, oh goodness, the noise. But perhaps they could change. The Grinch would be content just to have no more garbage dumped on their front lawn. Tony found the whole thing hilarious, if baffling. Mostly, he was just happy the Grinch was making progress with their life. Happy and maybe a little envious, but mostly just happy. He even tried a handful of gravel off the Grinch's plate. It was, yes, it was completely (laughs) inedible. Oh, I think it's about to get saucy. <laughs> After dinner, they had a few bottles of beer by the fire. Well, Tony had a beer and passed the empty bottles to the Grinch, who chomped merrily on the bottlenecks. The Grinch appreciated the crunch. Mm. This gave Tony time to digest all he had learned, and to a much lesser extent, dinner. He decided he was astounded with all the changes that the Grinch had made, and said as much. I'm astounded, Tony said, with all the changes that you've made. <laughs> <laughs> no because like this it feels real this is the part where it's like it kind of feels real like when you like meet back up with an ex and you're like god like your voice sounds clear like you seem like you're just like go you know you're in a much better place (laughs) no honestly he said when the Grinch made a dismissive little clicking sound in their throat I'm honestly impressed good for you You've got, what's that phrase? You've got a new lease on life. If you're going to speak in cliches, I'm leaving, said the Grinch, who never missed an opportunity to overuse cliches. Hush you, I'm being serious. 
I'm sure, the Grinch said, munching on their bottle. Hmm, I like this one. Great texture. Fruity undertones. Tony, who had no way of knowing if glass could have fruity undertones, ignored them. I'm trying In to say... In this story, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? It, oh, Tony, you're a mess, baby? Is that what <laughs> I'm obsessed. This is my favorite story that, yeah, this is my favorite story. This is the new, this is the new Grinch. It's the new Christmas story. <laughs> I'm trying to say I'm happy for you, you tit. <laughs> All right, Tiger, I could tell your tail's wagging. It is not, said Tony, steadfastly refusing to glance behind him. A tiger's tail does not wag figuratively wagging you're practically foaming at the mouth tony wiped his chin furiously because he did actually have an issue with drool the single drawback of fangs <laughs> <laughs> true he might also need that's off, often a sign of dental decay and tony's <laughs> getting up there yes all right bring us home mall now, that's enough congratulations. I can't stand being congratulated. I'd much rather be quietly smug. Anyway, the Grinch paused, looking embarrassed. Anyway, I'm still me. And don't you dare think otherwise. Still mean and green with a soul full of gunk and all of those lovely things. I've just made some changes is all. Well, it's a good look on you. The Grinch raised an eyebrow and looked down at themselves. They were wearing a feathered robe. <laughs> in a rather startling shade of pink. The changes, I mean. Yes, the Grinch said simply, which was strange because they never missed a chance to tease Tony. It had been one of their favorite hobbies once upon a time. Tony felt oddly disappointed. I suppose, the Grinch said nonchalantly, the therapy is actually helping. <laughs> which is how the Grinch dropped a bombshell and Tony learned another incredible thing, namely that the Grinch, of all people, was in therapy. I, said Tony, have questions. Am I allowed to ask questions? Is this something we do? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the Grinch spread their arms regally, draping their lacy sleeves over their chair like some sort of benevolent oligarch. Ask away, they commanded generously. Maybe it was the beer and bottles. Maybe it was the green fire with its dubious flickering fumes. Maybe it was just because Tony was finally back again on Mount Crumpet, feeling relaxed and wanted and welcome in a way he hadn't felt in years. Maybe, just maybe, it was the tiny voice in his head whispering, Home. This is what home feels like, you fool. <laughs> Whatever the case, they stayed up well into the night, chattering and whispering and just sitting in silence, watching the fire go down. The embers gave a sputter here and there, coughing themselves back to life. Outside, the wind howled, whistling a merry tune of welcome. Wow. That was unbelievable. That was really beautiful. One thing I do love about Archive of Their Own is that they have a comment section. <gasps> and so... We will just see. I mean, a lot of it is like celeb celebration so far that this app, you know, happened actually. <laughs> oh, hang on. The fact that I've actually been looking forward to this makes me think that I may need to seek out professional help. Thank you for making me concerned about my own sanity. <laughs> 
baby, that is my raison d'etre and you know it. (laughs) I literally loved everything about this. How appalling. (laughs) I love this, you absolute monster. Please continue to inflict your horrible genius onto us. (laughs) You're going to make me feel things, you precious pest. I'm, I was genuinely pleased with this and assure you that I'm not bothered at all by how delightful it was. This is not nearly the most cursed thing I've ever read. It is a delightful gift in a year such as this and exactly as weird as you'd expect. I hope, okay, so this is now being read and I was going to say, I was going to say if they're worried about 2018, wait until they hear about 2020, but this was, someone found this on December 5th mm-hmm. of 2020, so you know, happy belated one year anniversary to kitty cat, uh, cat underscore hat underscore Oh three. Congratulations for on your year anniversary of discovering this. Yeah, this was a, this was, I'm pumped. This is fantastic. Yeah. And thank you to Gordy writes for gaudily writing this. I'm definitely going to be checking out some more of her work. Cause I was impressed by the writing Uh, You know, I'm really, this character work is outstanding, honestly. (laughs) So, yeah. Hi, guys. It's Molly. It is after Christmas, and I'm recording this because, unfortunately, we lost the end to this show. The internet was bad in Glendale. I don't know about Tiffany's country, but we were having a lot of connectivity issues, and we do not have an end to this episode for you, except these fun cameos. We're going to play... A cameo I got you guys from White Claw Gabe. White Claw Gabe wishing the podcast audience, the bell pepper heads, a happy fucking new year from me, the White Claw Gabe motherfucker. Fuck me, fuck yeah. Molly and Tiffany. Woo. Fuck me, fuck yeah. Woo. Hopefully you'll have a good 2022. Woo. Fuck me, fuck yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Hopefully, woo, this pandemic this covid will end soon Woo, we can go back to normal way fuck me fuck yeah Woo, yeah Woo, yeah yeah Woo, anyone in the audience who you guys need to get vaccinated baby fuck me fuck yeah Woo, yeah have a good 22 baby fuck me fuck yeah hopefully this pandemic will end soon happy new year baby fuck me fuck so there's that <laughs> and <laughs> tiffany also purchased a cameo from KFC himself. If you guys do not know my beef with KFC, Kevin Clancy, known adulterer from Barstool Sports, you can go back and listen to episode two. It was really fun. And I think kind of what got this show started in some ways. So here's my cameo from KFC. Molly, what's up, girl? Uh, I'm talking to your girl, Tiffany. And she told me that you're getting cyberbullied and people owe you money. And it's just, you're down bad right now. And trust me, you have come to the right fucking place. The cyberbullied king over here. Uh, been getting pretty much cyberbullied since day one of my career. And yeah, I guess, you know, at Barstool, we kind of ask for it. But that still doesn't, uh, doesn't mean that it doesn't fucking suck. So I feel you on that. And let me just tell you something. As real as the internet has become, you can't just, you know, like, Twitter, social media, Instagram, dating apps, all this shit. It's not like you can just be like, oh, it's, you know, it doesn't really count. It's just on the internet. No, it's fucking real. It's, it definitely hurts. But if you can peel yourself away from it and put it down and just stay off it for a little while or block the right people 
mute the right people. Like the mute button is your friend. And really there are times where I feel like I am I'm having a panic attack. I'm getting bullied. People are talking shit. I'm, I feel like I, the weight of the world on my shoulders. And then I just get off of Twitter, get away from whatever, wherever the, the, the bad feedback is. And I'm like, you know what? It's all gone. It, it was just that little bubble. It was just that that app or whatever. You really can take control of it and, uh, and and minimize it as much as you possibly can. As far as the fucking people who owe you money. I don't know, man. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do when people don't give the money that you owe? It's, it's like, what, what, I got to break your knees or something? Break your fucking legs? I don't know what to tell you on that one. Maybe you got to start doing some cyberbullying on your own to get that fucking money back. I don't know. I hear you. It's not, it's not easy out here. But... Uh, if I can survive it, anybody can. So keep your head up, girl. And, uh, you know what? Just try to forget about that money. And if you get it back, it's a bonus. Don't even, don't even bank on it because scumbags who don't pay up, uh, my experience, you can't really convince them to do otherwise. So fuck the haters, fuck the bullies, fuck the scumbags welching on their bets and try to just power through and do you girl. Merry Christmas. All right, you guys, thank you so much. I'm sorry if this was an underwhelming end to a fabulous year, I think, of episodes. We had so much fun doing this podcast for you guys this year and couldn't be more thankful for the audience that we're growing and the interaction that you guys give us on social media. This is a kind of podcast I've always wanted to host, and I'm just so happy that I'm doing it and that you guys are appreciating it and that I get to talk to Tiffany every week. So thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you in the new year. That look like a double G Every girl in here 10 But it ain't no Tennessee And you might just get some money But it ain't no guarantee Delta G's on the left Delta G's on the right And you know I stay in Texas I don't really like to fight Like we in 2013 Shawty do it for the vine Shawty moving real well I might have to wind it down Threw the money to the ceiling Now I watch it hit the floor Now rack it up huh? Rack, rack, rack it up King, back it up huh? Back, back, back it up King, stack it up Stack, stack, stack it up She said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas And if I drop a pin Best believe that she on the Thought way. She was important, but I'm moving right about the I'm way. Delta cheese tonight. Told her, baby, I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC. Low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like the teller. Shout out TurboTax, tax refund. What's another? Like the quarterback at recess. No rush. You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT. White shirt orange like a pumpkin. Mama call me, ask me how college is. I said, bust. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.